Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number six. Today, I'll be interviewing Maria Desmondi, children's book author, speaker, and CEO of Cardinal Press. I have had the pleasure of learning from Maria as my mentor when my children's books were released last year. Maria has penned 10 books featuring topics ranging from anti-bullying to overcoming adversity to handling friendship trials and tribulations and beyond. Her books are read in classrooms and homes around the world. Maria is dedicated to empowering children, educators, and parents through public speaking engagements across the United States. She offers several speaking engagement opportunities for school and professional development. Maria is the founder and CEO of Cardinal Rule Press, a traditional publishing house producing high-quality children's literature that focuses on realistic fiction picture books that make a difference while reflecting modern-day diversity. Don't forget to check out Maria's website at mariadismondi.com, which has tons of information about all of her books and also how to get in touch with Maria to be a speaker, as well as like the exciting new um, Cardinal Rule Press, which she's going to be talking about. So thank you so much for being here, Maria. I have some questions for you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So could you tell me about your journey from being a teacher to an author to being the CEO of a publishing company? Yes, for sure. So I was in the classroom loving everything that I was doing. Um, I taught for just over a decade. I taught first and second grade. And one of the things I was most passionate about was the literacy aspect of teaching, uh, not only teaching children to read, but teaching children to write and the connection between the two. So somewhere throughout my journey as a teacher, I started looking for a book that I could use with my first graders to really help them understand that we're all very unique and different. And that's what makes us special, that that's not a bad thing. And as I was looking for books in 2006, which seems so long ago, um, I could not find books that had real children characters with that theme. I found books with dancing dinosaurs and singing teddy bears. So I decided, well, maybe I'll try writing a book for this topic. And it was published in 2008. That story was called Spaghetti in the Hot Dog Bun. And as after I went through the process of publishing the book with a local publisher, I really enjoyed the process. I started doing some speaking at schools and I started looking at the numbers and I saw that it was viable to take the risk and resign from teaching and continue to build the writing business. So I made that transition um, full time from uh, teacher to author in 2011 and did that for about, well, so if my first book was published in 2008, so I've been writing books for about 10 years now. And then just a couple of years ago, I guess I can't do something for more than 10 years. Maybe I get bored or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, I decided to kind of take the focus off of myself as a writer and to start helping other people to get their books published. And so Cardinal Rule Press 
opened as a hybrid publisher. And then I decided I really financially, I could run it as a traditional publishing company where we financially aid all of the projects. Um, And so the last about two years, it's been running as a traditional press. So that's where I'm at today. I'm still doing some of my own writing projects, but primarily focused on getting authors over to Cardinal Rule Press and getting their books out into the world. Okay. And how would somebody who is an author or an aspiring author submit their book to Cardinal Press? Yeah. So we actually open at one time throughout the year. Um, and so we have a submission period. Um, it's, it's opens in November 1st every year, and then it closes the following year on February 1st. And the reason is we get so many submissions. We just spend time, like my team members, we spend those couple of months going through the manuscripts, taking a look at the um, guidelines, whether or not individuals followed the submission process. Um, for example, we only publish realistic fiction. So I stuck to stuck to my guns and just having books with real kid characters. So we don't have, you know, dancing dinosaurs and singing teddy bears. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go through the submissions and make sure people follow directions. And then we kind of narrow them down and we make our decisions. Um, and then we spend that time between February 1st and November 1st, we spend that time, you know, negotiating contracts with the author and illustrator and getting the book into production. Wow, that's so exciting. And how many books have you published through Cardinal Press? We have published, well, um, I've published several of my own books, but with other authors, one, two, three, three books. Plus we ha- did a book shepherding project with one of the books, which means we, um, walked the individual through the entire process, um, they were self-publishing. And so they wanted it to be under their company imprint. So they run a large company across the United States. So uh, four books, we've done four books. Wow, that's really exciting. So could you tell me about the mission behind your books? Yes, we have a very strong mission. Our books, we want them to have a timeless message. So whether an in, an, a, stu- a student or child picks up the book today or they pick it up in 15 years, we want that message to hold true. Um, And so it's a message that is timeless. It's a message that empowers kids to be their best selves. Um, So you'll see that, you know, all of the messages in our stories are about forgiveness and gratitude and kindness and love and perseverance and determination. They're all essential skills that kids need to really survive in their lives. Yeah. And actually, so that's how I, I mean, just to give you a little bit of a background, how I found Maria. So I had purchased some of her books on Amazon. Um, I have spaghetti and a hot dog bun, which I love. Um, and I also have the potato chip champ. That's, I'm sorry, just the, the title of it is, I am like just remembering off my memory. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember reading those books and I have most of Maria's books, but I, I love those books. And then when I started to look at more of Maria's books, I had also realized that she is a coach as well and she could be a mentor. And so when I was going through just writing my books and getting them published, I really felt like I needed someone who's gone through it and who has the experience and Also, with Maria being a teacher, I felt like she would be just like a great person to help me along with the process. And so that kind of gets me into my next question, because Maria offers coaching sessions, which I can't, I mean, from my perspective, has been 
extremely valuable. I have learned so much from Maria. Um, she is so wonderful to work with. She's taught me so much. And what I love about her coaching is that she really individualizes all the coaching to the specific person that she's working with. So for me, we really got to know each other. And I just want to thank you again, Maria, because I really oh. feel I still use a lot of your tips that you tell me. And I, I still hear your voice in my head sometimes being like, nope, I got to do it this way, you know, um, which yep. has been so helpful. And so I think for, you know, what I've learned too, just kind of connecting with other authors or people who want to write children's books, or they've just written um, a couple and they, they want to learn more is that it's, it's such a wonderful thing that you offer these coaching sessions. So could you just talk a little bit more about that and the packages that you offer? Absolutely. So I actually um, limit it to the summertime now. So I um, only take clients in the summer months just because of the nature of the business. Like I told you um, with public speaking and school visits, I'm kind of, you know, every single year, I feel like I grow into this business and I learn from my mistakes. So I am taking clients now in the summer months. Um, and again, like you said, I don't think every single person who wants to work with me is a fit. So we have a match call about 15 minute call to see if, you know, I want to get to know the person, what's their business, what are their objectives, because I may or not be able to help them. And there is no way I'm going to take money from anyone if I don't think I can help them. Um, so I do that in the summer months. And then there's a couple other things that I offer because I, I remember first releasing that first book in 2008. And I remember thinking, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to ask for help. And at the time, I didn't want to put money into learning the business because I was just starting out. So I am at the point now where I have team members who are writing um, Cardinal Rule Press, our newsletters. So we have two newsletters that go out a month. And one of those newsletters focuses on what's happening in the industry, um, in the book industry. So it gives you updates on the industry so you can stay up to date. And then the second one talks about a marketing strategy that authors can use, librarians can use, booksellers um, in the book industry. And I'm excited about this because I've hired two different writers who are super strong, not only in marketing and publicity, but they're also they're also in the book industry. They they are learning about what needs to happen in this specific market. And the other thing that they're doing is they're writing blog posts. So we have two blog posts that come out a month. And I know some people say, oh, blogs are, you know, they're not really happening anymore. And but it's content that people, it's content that people can actually use that's free from, you know, these two ladies that I've hired, they charge quite a bit an hour and this is them giving advice to individuals. So I'm pretty excited about offering that free content to um, the people who follow Cardinal Rule Press. Um, and then we, of course, we're on Instagram and we're taking our blog post information and we're sharing a small part of that on Instagram because that's how Instagram works right now. People are just sharing small snippets of information. And last but not least, the authors that we sign on with Cardinal Rule Press, they are given a six-week mentoring package and um, it's completely free because the whole philosophy is if the publisher, if, if my, my team works with our authors to build their brand, and the authors work on their brand and they do what they need to do. And our distributor does what they need to do. The three components, distributor, publisher, author, 
we make a really strong force. And so if we all do our part, then our books are going to get out into the world. So we spend six, six weeks um, training and mentoring our authors and educating them. So I'm real excited about that. We did that last summer and our authors had, had really good feedback on that. That's great. Cause I feel like that's just, that's just not the norm. It's not the norm. Yeah. And I think it's great. Cause I think there's just always so much to learn, especially even if you're new to writing children's books, or even if you're not, even if let's say you've been in the industry, but just learning, you know, different strategies. And the other thing about Maria too, is that, you know, you have so many different ways that you're getting out information. So, you know, you're having the blogs, which I'm a fan because, you know, <laughs> you know, but you also have those uh, video interviews as well. And that's on Facebook live. So I know you're still doing that and you have tons of information on there. So you're, I feel like you're getting the information out in so many interesting ways, you know, not just in one way. Um, and I think that's key because so many people learn in different ways. Some people like to read, some people like to listen, some people like to watch. And that's kind of like why I started the podcast because I felt like I, although I love writing and it's, it's so fun and it's very relaxing for me. Um, I, I do love that audio part of it where you're talking to other people. And what's so nice about you is you just have all different ways that you're getting the information out of your mission. So oh, thank you. Well, and you have to think about it. There's different people out there too. Not only are we speaking to people who may want to write children's books, not only are we speaking to librarians and booksellers who want to purchase them and get them in the hands of um, parents, but we're also speaking to parents and teachers. So you're talking to many different people. So I appreciate that feedback. Um, it's, it's definitely what we need to do in um, social media now is you have to reach out to different people in different ways. Yeah, because people just don't have a lot of time now. And what people are no. telling me is that they really like to listen to podcasts in the car. Let's say on their way to pick up the kids, they have 20 minutes. They're going to listen to a podcast um, or maybe they're taking a walk and they want to listen. So it's, you know, it's just nice to be able to just be able to get that information on in different ways. And so I guess that leads to my, my next question is, can you just tell me about your most recently published books and, you know, the titles of them and what they're about? Yeah, absolutely. So we just released Dazzling Travis, which came out April 1st. It's a story about a little boy who has a variety of likes and interests. Not only does he enjoy football and playing sports like basketball, but he also likes ballet and tap and theater. And there are children in the story who disagree that boys should be involved in theater and should be dancing. And so the book is about, about bullying and um, it's about this little boy who is confident in who he is and he stands up for himself and other children in the book stand up for him as well. And it's, it's a very timely book right now because I know, you know, with gender equality and gender identity, there's a lot going on in the whole LGBTQ community about being accepted and the whole concept of tolerance. Um, so we're really excited about this book being out in the market and it had a good launch. So, so far um, it's written by Hannah Carmona Diaz. And so far she's had a really good couple of weeks. It's been a month, about, about six weeks since the book's been out. Oh, that's great. I'm definitely going to be getting that book. 
So yeah, that, yeah. that sounds great. And I mean, I think also any book that kind of focuses on bullying and how to respond to it and how to work through it, because it's just, it's been happening, you know, at least recently, just even in my own life, you know, hearing about lots of different situations in bullying. And it's just so hard for the kids because they don't know how to work through it. They don't know how to deal with it. And, you know, I just think, you know, reading books and learning different strategies is such a great way of kind of discussing those difficult topics and how to deal with them. And you have so many great books about how to deal with all different types of bullying, you know, different situations, which I think is really nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the second book is called Cookie and Milk and is about two little girls um, who are very, very different, like opposites attract. They're different, but they're best friends. One little girl likes surfing and skateboarding and she's a total tomboy. The other little girl um, is, you know, she likes math and science and she likes designing and creating things, but they're best friends. And it just talks about how we opposites attract. And the book has many themes, which is really cool. So as a teacher or or as a parent, you can pull different things out of the book. You can pull friendship. You can pull diversity. Um, One little girl is African-American. The other one is Caucasian. You can pull family out of the book. You can pull STEM out of the book, right? Science, technology, education, math, the new STEM um, focus on children's curriculum right now. And I said family, and there's a hidden theme of family in the book because there's a little boy who you think is the brother to... um, milk. And at the end of the story, there's a huge twist because he's not just the brother to milk, but he's also the brother to cookie. So you find out at the end of the story that they're sisters. Um, so it's a really cool book. And, you know, I read it to my seven-year-old and she came up to me about five minutes after reading it. We didn't talk about the book. And she said, mom, they're sisters. How are they sisters? Their skin is different colors. And so we had this really great discussion about that. And it doesn't exactly say. So we just, it was like an open-ended discussion about race and color and families. Um, so that book will come out this fall. And the author is Michelle McAvoy. And she's actually signing books in New York City at the Book Expo of America in a couple of weeks. So oh, we're that's excited all about gonna that be one. there. I'll meet her. I'll be there. I'll absolutely go meet her and get a free book because we're giving away a hundred free hardcover copies of Cookie and Milk. Oh, so I got to get there early. (laughs) (laughs) So is, and all those links will also be in the description um, on the podcast. So just to, you know, learn about the most recently, the most recent book that it just came out um, and also a link to Maria's website as well. And is there anything else that you want to add before we end up, before we end? No, I'm just so happy that you're doing this podcast because I think that, you know, for families listening and for educators listening, books are so powerful and they can not only teach our children, they can not only soothe our children. There's just so many magical things that books can do. And I think the the, the last thing when I say many book, many things that books can do is the last thing is they can bring families together too. And, you know, I think about, we've been talking about love languages in my family. And um, last night we had my oldest daughter, she's 10. We had her take the love languages quiz, which is a book written by Gary Chapman. And it just talks about how different people feel love in different ways. And um, one of her and I have the exact love language. And one of the ways that I feel loved 
is when I'm reading. And when I'm reading with my kids, I just, I feel like they want to be with me. They're snuggling with me. Like I love when people spend time with me, you know? So yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I and feel I know that's, yeah, and that's a big part of what you do is you talk about how important the family meal is and just having conversations with your kids. Like we live in a busy, busy time, but having just a few minutes of conversation and together time can be powerful. And, and I love to do that through reading children's books. So, yeah, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I, I don't think, I think it's one of the most valuable times of the day for me is when I'm reading with my kids and each book just tells a different story. And it's, it's like, and I think even when that's why I can never give away my children's books at all, like any in my library, and which why I have so many children's books is because I, you know, I feel a connection to almost every single book that I have, as well as my kids, because you connect that story with the time together. Yes. And it's, and it's relaxing and it's, it's a learning time, but it's not a demand time. And I think that's what's so nice about reading is that it's just relaxing. Yeah. What is that? Uh, what yeah. is that story, Becca? Um, Good Night Zoo. Is that what it's called, or Good Night Gorilla? Do you know what story I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Which, yeah, the Good Night. Yeah, Good Night. I gorilla. have. I mean, that one I have read so many times to my kids. I I feel like I want to take the cover and I want to frame it in my house because it just gives me like that warm and cozy feeling of being with my little ones. So, well, I actually did that for my son. One of his favorite books. Um, it's called Moo. He just, he just loves that book. And so he wrote, he actually like made this really cool, like arts and crafts project with Moo. And I took the whole thing and I actually framed it and it's over his bed. And so it's really nice because every time I look at it, I get like that nice warm feeling of, oh, that's so nice, you know? So it's books are just so wonderful in so many ways. So, I mean, that's why I think, you know, Marie and I get along so well. We have like this real common you know, love and passion for, for literature, for children's literature. So, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. <laughs>